ML Nation, episode 285. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. This is Simon Chen, and welcome to ML Nation, a special episode where you get to hear what's going on behind the scenes at ML Nation to get a close-up view of the world of Simon Chen. And thank you for the comments. Um, this is a special episode. I am in Gold Coast, Australia, and all I can say is I made it, all right? As of 48 hours ago, I did not even think I could make it here. Um, actually, probably 40 hours ago, I knew it. But like 56 hours ago, I didn't know I could make it. I was easily the sickest I've ever been in my whole life. And uh, so this episode, I was a little bit different just to give you what a behind-the-scenes episode is. I uh, thank you for, you know, if you love you, say it's the best show on the internet. I really appreciate that. This is not only get the latest news, but you get a sneak peek inside the life of an entrepreneur. The latest adventures I'm going through, my journey as a husband and father, my wins and lessons, my deep thoughts, what I'm currently reading and learning. And each episode, I share a valuable lesson that built me a six-figure passive and my own business and also a multiple six-figure coaching business. And so I'm going to share the tips. But many of you contact me through Facebook, email, and figure, I figure this is the best way I can talk to you all and also share what's going on with my life and the best lessons I learned. I warn you, though, it's not perfect. I make tons of um, decisions that become, I don't say mistakes, I don't want to make them negative, but lessons. So you really get a sneak peek of the trials and tribulations of an entrepreneur. Because if you had a tough day, hey, I had just as a tough day. And I should take pride in how tough my days are. So take pride, I challenge you. Take pride in how tough your day is. Be comfortable be, and being, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Embrace uncomfortable. Because that is how you can grow as a person. It's during your worst moments, your deepest times, is when your, your legacy is made. Your toughest time is when your legacy is made. And at uh, especially this last couple of days when I felt, you know, I've, I really felt in my bed like, wow, is this what um, dying is going to be like? You know, that's when I really felt, man, this is, uh, you know, it's sometimes easy. And you know what? You motivated me all. I thank you for, you know, listeners, viewers here. who I, I thank you because... The reason I do the show is you guys hold me accountable as well. And I'll tell you one thing, life is not easy. Uh, entrepreneur's life is never easy. A non-stop journey of new lessons learned. And the reason why I do what I do is to have a bigger purpose, to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. And the fulfillment I get from helping others, and that's what drives me. And if anyone tells you once you made it, life is easy, I'll tell you, they before lies or BS, or they never made it yet. So anyway, welcome to the life of uh, Simon Channel behind the scenes episode. And, you know, so much has happened in two weeks, two events, hosting them back to back in Australia. Uh, but the big news is I got sick. Okay, I'm not 100%. Now, I have so much to do. And on Wednesday night, basically, I got sick. And uh, in the middle of the night, I woke up with chills. Now, I am a very, very, I'll consider a healthy person. Tough, you can say tough, healthy. I get sick. Maybe, uh, like I said, in the last 13 years, only three times. Um, and I took high-quality supplements. But even before I took supplements, 
I, as a kid, I never got sick. I got sick maybe one time a year. I was never the kid who was absent from school all the time. Absent from school maybe one time a year at most. Okay, I never got perfect attendance. But there was always one time in the year where it knocked me out. But I recovered quickly. But so when I got sick on Wednesday, I was like, oh, <coughs> bummer. I'm going to miss out on uh, one or two days and get back. But when it got really bad, it got bad. And I thought it got so bad. I could not even lift up my phone to check messages. Okay, that's when you know it's bad. Or I was so bad, I was thirsty. And I drink lots of water, by the way. One of the keys to productivity, I drink this huge flask of water, which uh, I just don't have. Normally, it's right next to me. Uh, of a two-liter flask, and I drink two to three of them a day. So I drink one to two gallons of water a day. And that's one of the keys to being healthy. Uh, but during... Well, you know, when they're sick, one of the things they tell you to do is you got to hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. And I think one of the problems, I wasn't drinking the water. But because, not because I didn't like drinking water, I'll sleep, I'll wake up, and I was so sick, I could not even put the water to my, the cup to my mouth. All right. Uh, occasionally, my wife will come in, drink water. That's like the only time I drink. And I'll be too lazy. And I'll wake up, I'll think about it. Oh, I got to drink water, but I'm too weak. I'm too weak. Let me drink. Lie down there. Lie down. Let me get up. And then finally... And I'll fall asleep again for a couple of hours. So I end up severely dehydrated. Um, so anyway, by Saturday, I'm like, I'm leaving on Monday night. My flight's at 1130. I'm like, I got, I started getting worried. And I, I decided to put it out to the universe. And like, I, I need a prayer. I text some of my closest friends. I, I put out the Facebook community. And first of all, I want to thank you all. Every one of you for who reply back to my post share it for praying for me I appreciate that I think that really um, I think what people actually cared about me so I appreciate that I want to thank you thank you for for doing that and um, that meant a lot to me and even now I'm telling you, I'm like mentally I think I'm 95% there but physically I'm still like 67% not there just to give you an idea I haven't eaten really in a week I still I'm gonna actually after this is recording I'm recording this on the Thursday in Australia. Um, I'm gonna. I'm recording this. I'm gonna see if I can eat some real food. Uh, yesterday I actually did have some udon unos, okay, which went okay, and I had some uh, minestrone soup. But before that it was just white rice for three days, and before I didn't eat at all. So you can say for seven days I had six days I had white rice, a little bit of white rice. That's it. Anything else beyond that, I had instant diarrhea within two minutes. Um, so by I was just, by Saturday, I was just, uh, after I sent a Facebook post out, I just really, I just decided to go to, I said to my wife, I, have, I hate going to hospitals, um, but all I did was just stay at bed all day and couldn't do anything with my kids, nothing. But a big hats off to my wife, Kelly, I love her. Uh, we actually had her kid's friend stay over, so she took care of four boys by herself uh, while I, while they were doing everything, while I um, just laid in bed the entire day. You know, and then the joke is, if you have three or four boys, it makes no, no, it makes no difference. Partly true, there's not much of a difference. Um, but besides for more mouth to feed, more another person, another kid to shower. But I was uh, down and out. I went to the hospital, and they said it was the stomach flu. So it was actually, it was, you know, I felt good. You know, I was, uh, I went there, you know, I felt that I wasn't, I wasn't like a lung thing. Uh, and then the next day on Sunday, I got a, first time I did, with a vitamin IV, um, vitamin IV, I, I took an Uber to downtown LA, it was the only one open, 
you know, and got a vitamin ID to stick uh, needles in there and just drip vitamins you. And that was actually helped. That made me feel mentally alert, you know, mentally alert, felt me a lot better. And then, uh, but then Monday morning, actually the night last night I was sleeping in bed before I can get on the flight. It was the worst ever. I started coughing, coughing so much. My wife said, you got to sleep downstairs by yourself. You sleep on the second floor. The rest of the kids will get sick, you know. So thank you for the comments there, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you for recommendations. Uh, appreciate that. And, and and then Monday, you know, I was like, all right. By Monday, I got up for call Monday. And then, so people ask me, I'll tell you a couple of things. Number one is you need to go to Australia, right? And why do you, your body needs rest. Why do you even go on a 15-hour flight? from to go out there and here's a couple things the first thing is I don't cancel I have a repute and even when I got here I had a lot of meetings set up some of the leaders say you know what I know you're not feeling well you can cancel I do not cancel that's my reputation don't can and I, rec I highly recommend that to you as well don't cancel I almost almost never never cancel on someone or reschedule okay almost never it's not good for you it's easy and you know what it was what coming to Australia it's not about me being here is not about it's, it's not about me it, you know the reason I'm here is because people invested the good money right the good money invested over 2,000 US 2,000 US 2,000 to 2,400 US for three days of spending intimate time with me to learn Okay, 12 hours a day, three straight days for $2,000, okay? With only, there's only 20-something people in that room to learn from me. And like, I'm thinking, if I had done that, if I worked hard, saved my money to invest to learn from someone, and then I've been waiting for 10, 11 weeks, excited for this weekend, I, and I took my vacation off from my work, and I also went out there and I did all that, and... All of a sudden, this person cancels on me a couple of days later. How would I feel? And I was like, I would be pretty disappointed. So I can't. Right? And then we can reschedule. We can't. But first of all, there's no room in my calendar to come back to Australia to do a three, another workshop like this. It's just not, not for the rest of the time in the year. But it's the disappointment. And more importantly, I can reimburse their, I can reimburse their money, but I cannot reimburse their time. Okay. Right? It's not about me. It's about them. And when, it's just like your why. Your why should not be about what motivates you in the business. should not be about your, just about you, about others. For my why, it's always the example I'm setting for my children as well. I want to be proud. I want to maybe share one story. One, you know, your daddy was, you know, our daddy was so sick for five straight days, but somebody got on a plane, and during that weekend made a huge impact on someone. That's the legacy I want to create. Right. I actually want one of the people, one of the children from this weekend's event. I want one, one, of, one of these days, their kids to go to my kids. Hey, did you know like 20 plus years ago, your daddy was so sick? You may not know this. He may not have told you this. But your daddy was so sick, but somebody got on a plane and shared. And because of that, what he shared, my mommy totally changed her life. And then we grew, me and my brother grew up totally different. See, that is inspired, what inspires me. That's what kind of moves me. That was motivates me. So when I was, you know, sick like that, I don't think about myself. It's not about Simon Chair. It's about others.
That's what drives me. That's why I never cancel. It's not about me. Now, do I wish it canceled? Do I wish I wanted to cancel? Of course. But I never cancel. Okay, if I'm meeting someone one-on-one, there are meetings I don't want to go to. I admit, 80, 70% of the meetings, I would say even 75, 80% of the meetings, when it comes down to going, I don't want to go. But I still go because I didn't cancel. And I'll give them my best when I go. But you know, if they cancel, I do admit, I just a little bit inside me. Yes, okay, right? I'm a little bit happy. But don't cancel, right? And another thing is during that time, a lot of people messaged me. I was really touched by the prayers, the audio messages for those who you sent. Uh, I can't name names. There's so many of them. But one message in particular I got was from a friend of mine, Annie, and she sent me a message that I normally... Uh, let me just read this. You know Angela? Okay, good question. What happens if I don't... I don't think about negative. I think positive. I only expect positive. Okay, that's a good... Maybe that's a good question there. Uh, and you can maybe edit this out for the podcast because interruptions here. Um, good question. What happens if I don't get take better? I feel worse. So I'm here. So what happens? So... But at least I'll give him my best. I could say it's a little story you can say, Simon did his best to help. And whatever impact, maybe I made a 1%, 2% impact. Okay, but, we could, but I, I'm not expecting the worst. I expect the, why, why visualize the worst? Visualize better. Visualize better. Right? And by the way, it's not, here's the really key to, key to success is, You know, there's a way to think that like, if I didn't rest, I could get worse. But you're visualizing the word, bad. Visualize positive. Visualize positive. You are visualizing anyways. Why visualize negative? Actually, did you know, I start coughing. And every time I start thinking, oh, I'm so, why am I feeling this way? I start feeling negative or the things I need to do or the lost time. I'm not spending time with kids. I'll start coughing more. Every time I start visualizing, I'm standing up speaking, being confident. I'm getting off the plane excited. I'm in shorts, I'm exercising, I, this coughing will go away. It's all, part, part of it's all mental. So if you're going to do it, just might as well visualize positive. But I tell you, you're, we're conditioned to think negative because that's, that's the way we're born and raised. Okay, that's the way we're born and raised, which is a good part of it. But most of the time, we take precautions that are not that relevant. So visualize positive. So getting back to the message, I got this message never got before. It said that, you know, Simon, you're one of the 100% people, one of the people, few people will give 100%, 100%, you go all out, but you need to take care of yourself or because it's too soon to lose you. And I said, too soon to lose me, like I'm going to die. It actually got that right before I went to the, uh, that day before I went to the hospital. And I was like, too soon and I was like, wow. And that actually made me start thinking differently. Like, it I made me realize that for every, I think, this thing, whatever happened to you is a blessing. Because you know what it is. And she knew, she knew I wasn't going to be offended. Because for everything happens, it's a good, everything's positive. Nothing, not, ne- never anything negative. Okay, this whole five days of sickness is all good. Because it makes me better, stronger, and makes me changes in my life that'll be better. And by the way, I've implemented some changes immediately already. My meeting schedule is the way I do. Maybe start thinking uh, my schedule, what I need to do, what I need to delegate. Everything is good. There's no such thing as bad. 
Okay. Oh, you can say there's nothing good either. Everything's neutral. Because some person may say it's good, some people may say it's bad. Right? So there's never bad, never good. So, so you have to make some changes, but we can't lose you. And I was like, no one has ever said that to me. I, I, we can't lose you, aside from my loved ones. <coughs> so I was number one. Um, it was flattering. I felt like, well, I must be making an impact in this world. Right? I praise God. Give me the strength to make an impact in this world. And at the same time, I was like, if I really want to make an impact, I do have to make some changes. And I immediately knew what the changes were. Like, I haven't been sleeping as well. I used to consider myself a very healthy eater. I haven't been eating as healthy um, as, as before. And now, I, that sleep, lack of sleep that leads to a lot of different things. You know, basically, lack of sleep leads to poor eating. And, and I just, you know, eating chocolates more, ice cream more. Um, eating fried foods more, having cravings for those type of things, which I used to didn't have. I realized that. And I was like, oh, don't worry, I'll get over it. And I guess I hadn't made the changes. And every day I realized I need to do that, but I haven't made the changes until something like this happened. And then her message really hit me, right? So those, that's one of the things made me, I have to change. And it's part, like I, I shared in the last episode, ML Nation is changing, super exciting transition, you know, uh, it's a transition part. This next three, 90 days uh, will be incredibly uh, exciting. Okay, um, this last two, these next two weeks are incredibly exciting. And then we got February, which is really got to get a lot of stuff done. And then March, there's a lot of uh, travel, exciting events. Really, really exciting. You know, so, and then I think, so that's one thing. I have to make some changes in my schedule. And things that are, that are my strength can be a weakness. I learned from one of my, uh, my, someone and I mastermind with, I, accountability partner, is like, keys to failure is stuckness, being stuck at one, being stuck. And there's some things I'm really good at. I'm stuck. Right? So I realized I like it that way. I like this the way things, things are. We don't like to change. But I force myself to make some changes. So some of my meetings, um, my workout times, I still like working in the morning, maybe a little bit later, so I can get a little bit more sleep. Um, staying up a little late, I'm making some changes. So there'll be some big changes in the next 90 days, both in personal life, business life. And also try to do too much as a parent. I think I want to go all out. So do I need to take the kids to the Disneyland all the time? Do I have to do all this, create these memories of these kids all the time, right? Like, when is it enough? I think sometimes it stresses me out more than just wanting to do more and more and more with my kids. It's a really benefit for you for the kids. Does it even make that much of an impact? Of course it helps, but is it the 80-20 rule? Is it, you know, does it do a little bit less one day? Is it okay? I think for me, my personality type, I got to go all out all the time. It's like my discipline is my great, actually one of my greatest weakness. I'm so disciplined in something, um, so consistent, right? Whether it's family, kids, but it also hurts me. So that's something I made, made me aware. You know, a um, couple of the lessons here, by the way, you enjoying this? Okay, a couple of the lessons I want to share with you is, here is one thing um, my mentor taught me, was we all think we have problems, but you don't have a problem if money can solve it. Okay, you don't have a problem if money can solve it. And 
A lot of times we think we have problems, but if money can solve it, it's no longer a problem. So that is one of the biggest aha moments. Because maybe for as an employee, you okay, a problem. But if you're an entrepreneur, you just make more money. Go get off your butt and hustle more, work more, sell some more products, recruit more people, do what you need to do. You can make the money. Get another, go get another second gig, right? Simple. Like I, I mean, it was just so you know the answer. Sometimes that's why you need a coach, right? This guy's accountability partner, like a coach for mine. Like I've been talking about the nanny issue because my nanny has another early gig right now. I, we love her. She she had another early gig that she couldn't give up because she's in debt to someone, and uh, she, she's very loyal to this person, and that's, that's why she couldn't help out in the mornings. But got to the point, it was stressing me out. I think that's the, the reason I got sick was because a lack of sleep and also a lot of anxiety, stress at home, that combination of things. And then I realized my mentor said it's not a problem if money can solve it. So I just told the nanny, here it is. We'll just give you a lot of money. We just told my wife, I'm gonna give her a lot of money. Until she can't say no, it's going to work for us. And problem is solved. My stress is gone. I wouldn't have gotten sick. Oh, that's solved. Now, would I get the money? Go work more. Go make some prospecting calls. Go do some more marketing, sales pages. I'll make the money. I know I can make the money. Right? I was like, well, how come I didn't see this two months ago? Remember, it's not a problem if money can solve it. Okay, write that down. Think about that. Now, if a health is an issue, that's a problem, right? Like, I had a problem the last five days. I want to make, I want to do different things. I realized all the money in the world couldn't do anything because I didn't have my health. All I could do is lie in bed. As entrepreneurs, we could always make more money. The problem is just, if more money can solve it, piece of cake. Just go out and do the work, okay? Do the work and get it done. All right, a couple of, um, other things here. Oh, this one guy, you know, you know, uh, yeah, you know, one of you guys asked me if I lost weight. Yes, I did lose weight. I didn't eat for seven days. If you don't eat for seven days, you're going to lose weight. Or I had some maybe combined total of maybe combined total, okay, of five bowls of white rice in seven days, six days. Combined total of five bowls of white rice in six days because that's the only thing my body could hold. And and then if you, and a bowl of udon noodles and a bowl of minestrone soup for seven days. If you ask all you did for seven days, you know, Ricky, yes, you have lost some weight too. I probably don't look as good right now. Uh, but hey, it's mental tough. You know, when I was, <clears throat> I'll share, uh, we're going on for some see, quite some time now. So I'm going to wrap it, wrap it up. I was going to talk about was one guy, I totally turned about how you don't recruit, how leaders, what leaders do, and what not leaders don't do, right? But actually, I, I'm going to just share with this. Um, I'll share one more, one more thing. Okay, yeah, I share. I might as well go share. I wrote it down there. And I'll end with something inspiring for you all. By the way, if you like this, please share those others, okay? So, and Maisha, good to see you here, Ricky. So, there's one guy. He's a pretty, he's earned quite a lot of money in a very short time in MLM. And, you know, I was going to, I met him. It's so funny. I was going to talk about him and not going to talk about But then he just texted me right before this. Right before this. And I think, you know, the more people you meet, that's why I like meeting, you get, meeting people is about reading. You know what the secret of a top earner is? 
okay? Secret of seven-figure earners, eight-figure earners was successful and happy in life. You know what they are? They make people, other people feel good. People don't give a crap about you. They remember how you make them feel. Just remember that. Make people feel good. I've come across you in my life. Hopefully, I've met you. I've made you feel good or different in some way. That's what top successful people do. And not that doesn't mean successful has to be money, but happy. Okay, the happiest people in the world are people who can make other people feel good. This guy has made a lot of money, and he was visiting LA, and uh, we meet on Friday, and so of course I was like. I'll meet up. He was very impressive when I first met him. He's made a lot of money in a very short amount of time in his MLM company. So one, the, the day before the meeting, I realized, of course, because I didn't know, wasn't well prepared, I had the baby that, that morning, and I couldn't meet him. I was like, the only way I could meet you is if the baby has to come. So I'm sorry, well, we can schedule maybe on Sunday, Okay. Um, I only, and I only have limited time on Sunday before your flight leaves. So he said, let's meet on Sunday. I'll text you the time. And I told him, well, don't. And I text him the time. Well, Sunday is my wife's. I'm, I normally never meet on Sundays, but I feel so bad because I'm kind of canceling. Again, I never like to cancel every schedule. I feel so guilty that my policies, I never meet business meetings on Saturday, Sunday. But I'll make that exception and take time. And Sunday was my wife's birthday. I take time away from my boy's birthday to go, while the kids are napping, sneak out of the house. I can meet with you uh, for an hour. Okay, and so that was uh, texting back. So I'll get back to you. So he texts me back. Let's meet on that Sunday. Um, and I went. So I took an Uber, but I was very productive on the Uber ride. I did a lot of prospect, you know, sales calls, business calls. Very productive. Got there, uh, meeting. I'll tell you. Immediately he goes there. And first of all, he was a couple minutes late, three, four minutes late. Instant turnoff. You don't be late. Don't cancel. Don't be late. And then he starts, he's like, hey, how's it going? And just starts being excited about his company. Now, I know he's making big money. He's telling about the weekend. You know what? He's being interesting, not interested. He doesn't realize, I don't give a crap about his company. Okay? I, I, I care about him. What does Simon Chan care about? Himself. I mean, I'm human. I'd love to talk about that today, what, I, what we did for the family, is lunch, my wife's birthday, what we did. I'd love to talk about all that stuff. I'm dying to talk about that. I'm dying to be, Simon Chan wants to be interesting, blah, 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 and vomit on. I'd love to do that. But instead, he sits me through that after 40 minutes of Ubering, sit there and listen to him talk about how exciting his weekend was with his company and they're making lots of money. He's making lots of money. And, and after 20 minutes, of 20, 20, uh, 20 minutes, I couldn't put up with it anymore. I said, you know what? I don't want to waste your time, but I, I'm committed to doing training. I don't join any MLM companies. Okay? And I, don't, I just don't do that. I'm sorry. Uh, and I just told him. Yep. So after the rest of the conversation, I could see he was a little deflated. And we talked about a few little small talk. I could tell he wasn't into the conversation anymore. Another thing was interesting was uh, like a couple, maybe a couple a week before that, he had I had talked to him, and he had said that uh, I told him I invited him to attend my event because he did something special, okay, for me. Uh, I, I gave him 
a complimentary ticket to my event, No BS, No Hype in L.A., which is next week, January 27, 28, 29 in L.A. That's a $500 ticket, comp ticket for him. I just going to give him a VIP comp ticket, which is a $897 ticket for free. He said, no problem, I'll be there. Send me the info. I send it to my assistant. I send it to the assistant, send it to him. So when I go there, I meet him, he hasn't gotten the info yet, right? But he said he was going to be there. No problem, I'll be there, you know? And I just knew that uh, he had some type of event, I thought. I remember a week before that, I said, doesn't that conflict with the event? Oh, don't worry about my event. I'll be there to support you. Anyway, if I finally meet him, I talk about, did you get an email about the event? So you can come down? I said, oh, yeah, you know what? I realized, yeah, it did conflict with our, um, our team event. I said, well, why didn't you just tell me in the first place? Why don't you just try to make me feel good by saying that, yeah, you could attend? Again, things like that, small little things, right? And then he asked me, uh, this a little small talk. Again, the networking, the small talk is the big talk. The small talk is when you get to know a person, when you're friends with a person. Uh, by the way, I just had a meeting with someone before. Two great leaders, awesome small talk, getting to know each other and stuff like that. And right away with him, he asked me how many kids I have. I was like, are you kidding me? You asking me how many kids I have? How many of you listening here right now know how many kids I have? Plus Obi, my dog. Right? How many kids do I have? All you have to do is go to my Facebook profile. In less than two seconds, you know how many uh, kids I have. Right? You get tell easily. But this guy didn't know. Right? He wouldn't know. So just, I, I don't care how much money. And again, when people talk about how much money they have, I, it's, a lot of times now I have a BS meeting. When people talk about the success they're not that successful. I'll give you a big clue right now, okay? What is so true when I first learned. The people who are successful, they don't talk about how successful they are. The ones who are not that successful, they talk about how successful they are. Like he talks about, I was big time in this business, then I lost it, then this. If they have to talk about it, they're not, that yet, not there yet. And it's true, because when I wasn't there yet in many ways, I would talk a lot about it. And it's all about insecurity, making myself feel good. So, yeah, he didn't know. It lost total respect for him. And maybe he did make a lot of money. Maybe he got lucky. But he made a lot of money in a very short time in this company right now. Maybe he got lucky. But it was not someone I would ever join. Okay? And then I also talked about, like, um, then I said, oh, you know what? I, you know what? I only got, like, 10 more minutes. I got to get going. Got to get home for the birthday dinner with my wife. And she's like, oh, yeah, what, when was her birthday? I was like, he, when was her birthday? I told you. In my back of my mind, didn't I just text you the other day? It's not like I told you. You could check on your phone that I made an exception to come out on my wife's birthday to meet you. And just because I wasn't interested, you kind of totally forgot about it. I'm just sharing these stories. These are real things that happen. Right? And this way right before this, he actually just messaged me. He said, can you talk? But I don't take any incoming calls. That first thing, he didn't ask. I'm telling you, I've got a lot of text messages. People, they ask me, hey, Simon, I hope you're feeling better. Can you talk? Uh, and people that have been wanting to reach out to me, or even people at this event have been reaching out to me, uh, have questions, right? Like, hey, um, I've been really, you know, I have questions about this. I hope you've been feeling better. Glad you made it to Australia. He just said, can you talk real quick? Can you talk real quick? 
Again, it just is funny. Like the more, like maybe it's the law of attraction. Now that I notice the real colors of this person, the more and more it comes out. Anyway, just some lessons here. You know, it's easy sometimes to uh, give constructive criticism, but we have to be careful. We don't become like that. I always ask myself, do I become like that? There are times when I've been so excited. I thought all oh, animation was happening, and the, I meet someone, and I'm like, oh my, I gotta shut up. I'm talking for five, ten minutes here, and I even have to let the other person talk. I'm boring the person out of their minds. Right. So, all right. Last lesson is, you know, I think one of the tur- uh, turnarounds for me was I was uh, uh, drinking electrolytes. I drinking. Um, just Gatorade, uh, Propel by Gatorade. Again, not to promote them. I normally never drink Gatorade or Propel, but Propel is a Gatorade. Um, hey, Marcia. Propel is a drink in the U.S. It's sugar-free, and it was... Um, so I went there and bought... Uh, I shouldn't have drove because I almost so tired. I break past almost a red light and almost hit another car, but I got um, two dozen bottles of that. And I just chug, start chugging them. So I guess it tastes a little better. It has electrolytes than water. So during the last two hours, I was just keep praying, chugging at that stuff that helped. But while I was lying in bed at 3 p.m., either, by, by the way, 3 p.m., I was still lying in bed. Okay? I couldn't even carry the Propel, a six-pack of Propel. Okay? I, could, I could carry a six-pack one hand. I could not carry two six-packs and go up the stairs of my house. That's how weak I was. And so I just carried a six pack and started drinking. And by 5 p.m., uh, my wife helped me go out there and pack my bags because I couldn't, I was too weak to walk around my house to pack. And then I finally slept a little bit. And then 7 p.m., I had amazing, awesome energy that allowed me to get dressed and shower and got, got to the airport. And then at the airport, I felt better. Maybe it was adrenaline, whatever, maybe probably adrenaline. And then, but then I ran out of adrenaline and I was walking to the airport like an 80 year old man walking to the gate. But I just, I made it. And throughout the time, even lying in the bed, I just like, this is the time where the legends are made, where the legacy is made. Right? And I'm documenting this. This is what I mean. My sons will listen to this. Maybe one day my sons are down in the dumps. Maybe one of you are down in the dumps, especially for my kids, my legacy. They're down. But he knew, hey, their dad did this. I can't be doing this. I can do it. He gave us the opportunity. He taught us. I'm always never thinking about Simon. That's like the canceling. I never think about, I'm canceling about, um, because I, I need to take care. No, it's for other people. Every one of you, you have a greater purpose as well. Go out there. And I tell you, I was, I was lying in bed watching, decided like, I couldn't sleep. My mind was, the problem was my mind was racing with ideas and things to do. But I could not work. I could not get up and work. I could not lift my phone to type emails. I could not lift my phone to read emails because I couldn't read emails. I couldn't do that. So I was just, I wanted to do it. And I felt like actually Stephen Hawking, you know, the brilliant uh, physicist who's like in the you know, wheelchair, he can't move. I was like, isn't great. He has a great brain, but he just like thinks and all of a sudden work gets done. I, w- I mean, I wouldn't, that's, how, that's how, maybe how his life like, right? He can't actually physically move. But I would then finally decide to go to just YouTube, and you know, a big um, basketball fan, and we looked at 1997 Michael Jordan NBA Finals Game Five, where he was sick with the flu. He still played. He hit the game-winning shot, and basically had to be carried off court. He was so sick, he had to get carried off court by his teammates, Scottie Pippen. 
and they've won the championship. I just watched that, and that motivated me. It's like, that's Jordan. That's what Michael Jordan, they say, they say he's the greatest player ever. This was my Michael Jordan moment. Visualize. It goes back to visualization. Visualizing positive. This is, you know, we're all living, I've mentioned this many, many times, a movie, the movie of your life. Why do most people not successful? They're worried about what happens if I don't make it. I see the ending of the movie. You're going to make it. It's going to be a happy ending. This is the time where you can turn the bad scene into worst, or bad scene becomes the be tragedy or the turning point. Right? Like in most movies, the worst scene is the turning point where everything goes up. Right? It's with the legacy. This is the scene where, hey, the legacy and purpose of Simon Chan gets becomes even greater because of these moments. Like Michael Jordan's career, fame got cemented even more with that moment when he played with the flu, hit that game-winning shot, and then almost passed out on the court. So that's what inspired me. Just like following the footsteps of legends, watching the Michael Jordan, and then keep going. And just remember, every time you feel like quitting and stuff, it's not about you. So the main lessons here, it's not about you. It's never about you. Okay. It's about your purpose, the greater legacy you're living. And if you think you have a problem, if, if something that money can solve, you don't have a problem. So that's it. It's a little longer, this behind-the-scenes episode. Thank you for watching. Praise God. Praise God. I'm here. God's miracle. I'm here in Australia. It'll be a great weekend. And then we got No BS, No Hype in L.A. next week. And then also in Australia, No BS, No Hype, May 12, 13, 14. You can go to mlnation.net forward slash events for super early bird pricing. Thank you all for watching, for listening. I love you all. I appreciate all the blessings, prayers, everything you sent through, comments. I appreciate you all. I really appreciate it. Thank you all. God bless you. And go out there. Make it happen. And remember, we're lucky. We're in the business to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you.